Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There is a story for everyone here, because every story matters. Welcome everyone to the Storybooks. This is the place to be if you are a lover of stories, learning new and interesting things, and if you want to grow abundantly. My name is Jay Phantom, and I believe it's my purpose to help you realize your worth and become the greatest and best version of you possible. I am grateful that you're here today. Now let's journey into the Storybooks together and hear more about whose story will be unboxed today. Every one of us has a destiny that calls us to achieve some level of greatness. It is whether we connect to that destiny or let it pass by that determines if we will be great or not. For nearly a decade, my guest today, Dr. Janelle Kim, who is honestly an amazing human being, bright spark in this world, she has shared with those she treats how to incorporate the power of Eastern philosophy into Western lifestyles, enabling her clients to live more balanced, purposeful, and harmonious lives. Dr. Janelle passionately believes that by creating an awareness of the connectiveness between the mind, body, and spirit, and the greater universe as a whole, then we will truly understand yourself, and therefore you will understand your place in the universe too and what you are called to do in your life, which she calls your destiny. Her mission is devoted to integrating the philosophy of medical wisdom and expertise of East Asia and the advancements of modern life and medicine of the West in order to touch and positively affect the lives of others. Janelle holds a Master's of Science degree in traditional oriental medicine and is a nationally board certified in herbology, uh, oriental medicine, and acupuncture as well. She further her studies abroad, training with some of the most respected doctors and herbologists of East Asia. She... uh, through the company she co-founded, uh, Orient's Tower of Man and JBK Wellness Labs, Dr. Janelle is able to share the, the healing power of traditional oriental medicine with a greater audience around the world. And Dr. Janelle has written a brand new book called Myung Sung, The Korean Art of Living Meditation. And in this book, uh, Myung Sung is a meeting place between Tao philosophy and mindfulness. With it, You will be able to find more balance, calmly resolve conflict, walk through stress and accomplish your life goals. 
This book is available wherever books are sold, so you can go and get a copy of that up, but I'll make sure that you all know where to get it. Uh, I've read the book. I love the book. Janelle, you've created such an amazing piece of work here uh, that is going to help so many people. Um, So my friends, go and get a copy of the book, help support uh, Dr. Janelle and her incredible work. You are going to hear uh, from someone who is wise, intelligent, and knows her stuff. <laughs> uh, so I really enjoy this conversation. And Janelle, you're amazing. Just want to say that again. So my friends, if you do get something from this conversation, please share it around with your friends and your family. Let everyone know about this one. Uh, it will go a long way in helping support Janelle and the show at the same time. Uh, before you go, don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating and review if you can as well. All right, my friends, you know what time it is. It is time to journey with me into the story box as we listen to the incredible wisdom, the advice, and the stories of Dr. Janelle Kim. Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored to be here. Well, thank you for making the time. Like I was saying just to you a moment ago, I've been looking through this book and very excited to dive further into it. You have eight keys that you do mention in the book, which is very fascinating uh, that I do want to touch on in just a moment. But before we do that, I have to ask you a question. I love asking all my guests at the very start. Now, you've already done a bit of research on me, so you kind of, I think you already knew what was coming here, but what does success look like for you? I did not necessarily know this, but um, it's a good question. That's always good. (laughs) What does success mean to me? You know, success to me means that I am able to achieve a sense of balance and a sense of sense of connectedness, uh, starting within myself, and then reaching out into the universe and to those around me, because it is my firm belief, as has been taught by the great sages who have come before us, including those in my lineage, of course, mm-hmm. and cert- something that certainly resonates with me. That if you're able to have that balance, you're able to connect that much more. And when we're able to connect that much more, honestly, our possibilities, what we can achieve is limitless. Um, And I think that's rooted in always having a purpose to help others. So that's what what success means to me. I love that response. And I'm very curious to dive further into the idea of balance for one's life, because in the Western world or for, for myself, this idea of achieving balance, like kind of like on a scale, kind of mm-hmm. one thing, even just one thing will tip it over on one side. So I'm, I'm curious, what does balance really, really mean or look like in just in general context? Mm-hmm. I also love this. And it's something I think of very often, you know, we, we hear a lot of these words and I'm so happy that we're hearing them more and more and hearing more of them. Balance, mindfulness, awareness, consciousness, mm-hmm. Balance to me is the most, obviously, that's how I even answered your question. When you ask what success is, when you ask what health is, when you ask what movement is, when you ask what the way of life or different philosophies and meditation, it all can come down to balance. Mm -hmm. And you said it beautifully. I do the same. I love to visualize things. I think that's really important. Mm -hmm. And when you say the scale, I see it that way as well. You know, to take it back to really its root And what I hope to share with those who may not know or with those who this does resonate with already, you know, it comes from uh, one of the greatest principles is that of yin and yang, Mm -hmm. right? And so whether whether that's something that means something to you or not, I can take it a step further. Yin and yang is the dichotomy of everything. It's the way and uh, based on the Tao and the universe, everything came from the Tao and the universe is one whole. And then there was yin and yang. It's day and night. It's masculine, feminine, it's loud, soft, but it's the understanding that you constantly are in the state of 
achieving and moving towards balance. And that's, that's the one constant in our life change, right? You hear this in one, so many different cultures and ways of thought. And so that is what balance is no matter in, inside of ourselves, our own health. And it always has to start from within and then how we relate to others, how we relate to our circumstances, everything is about balance. So it's not necessarily achieving balance as a whole. It's the strive or the work towards balance. Do you think yes. that we could ever achieve balance, uh, like real balance in our lifetime? The answer is, I believe that we can consistently keep working towards and getting having habits that help us to achieve balance quickly in every single situation in every moment. But that's exactly what living meditation is, which is what I speak on what I even wrote the book on. It is a constant. It is constant. I don't know if there's such thing to be honest, Jay, of, you know what, we've, we've gotten it. And if it did occur, I don't know if I'd love to see that. (laughs) What makes our universe work just like I said, day and night, it is exactly that constant change, that constant transformation that always wanting to achieve and reach that much more or not. And that's the beautiful part. We have the choice, but I don't think there's one solid state. Like I've done it, Jay. And and if you ever do that or anyone, I would love to hear. (laughs) I I personally believe that once we do achieve balance, that's it. Life's over. We're done. Like we move on to the next place. But I've always been curious if we were to achieve real balance in this lifetime, what would that actually look like? Because I think we kind of have this feeling or this emotion of just inner peace or prosperity, everything going our way in life. Nothing is kind of going towards the negative, the darkness. Everything is sort of like equal. You've got an equal playing field of everything. So I don't know. I don't know about you, but that's something that I've been fascinated by. And I've always wondered what it would, maybe that's just my curiosity, just going wild. (laughs) No, I understand you, but I wonder then too, you know, if we didn't know sadness, could we know happiness? If we didn't know isolation or confinement, could we understand freedom? You know, if we didn't understand chaos, can we understand peace? And I think that's where it comes from. Now, let me make myself very clear that I strive for everything that I wish to share that's been passed on for centuries is allowing ourselves, teaching ourselves, disciplining ourselves to have the ability and the tools to be able to reach a certain state where we can stay with within balance. Maybe mm. that's a, a good way of putting it. It's not that we'll just never get there. And already that sounds so daunting. Yes. <laughs> that's not necessarily the feeling, you know, that at all that I wish to share and that I wish to achieve, but it's being able to quickly bring things to balance mm. in, in the quickest way possible within our lives and every moment that we come across. We're not trying to scare anyone in the slightest, no. by the way. <laughs> it's actually, it's definitely a good thing. And I've noticed yes. that in, in my life and the pursuit of something good and wholesome yes. in my life, I think it's it's helped me a lot. It's helped keep me grounded. It's helped keep me humble. Yes. And the moment that I do like slip up or make a mistake, it brings me back to that normality of, you know, I'm still human. I've got to continue to learn new things. I've got to continue to grow because the moment we feel like we've made it, it's just like, it's not going to work out <laughs> well for us, to be honest. But you mentioned yes. something in your your answer on success towards the very end, which is uh, living in your purpose. And I'm curious, what do you believe is living in purpose? Yes. As I mentioned, first and foremost, everything has to come from within. Yeah. Right. Everything has to come from within. We have the power 
we are empowered to make whatever choices, to, to choose whichever paths are in front of us to connect with the path that we actually have. Yeah. Right, Jay? Ask me the question one more time. I want to make sure I answer correctly. What do you feel like is living in purpose? What does that mean? Okay, I want to make sure. So it's one thing you have to start with yourself in order to know yourself and move forward in that way. But what is more important in this life than leaving behind something positive on, yeah. on the day that we leave this earth, no matter what our beliefs? Yeah. How, how do we positively affect our own lives and therefore the lives of those around us, the circumstances around us, what seeds, what good seeds or bad seeds do we leave behind for all the generations to come? Mm -hmm. I will speak from my own personal, what I truly understand, what I know has been passed on for so long is that without finding that purpose and achieving our purpose in life, I don't know what there is, you know, and each one of us, it doesn't have to be something so grand. It can be something so small. It's good habits. It's being a good person. It's being kind. It's putting yourself in other people's shoes. And so actually a word that I don't know is very common in Western culture, but when I certainly grew up hearing and we, I understood it as earning, you have to earn in this lifetime. And I would, I would say this and, and people would ask me, you know, Janelle, what, what does that mean? What are you saying? And that's where it started to occur to me. Another way of saying it is fulfilling my purpose, mm. fulfilling my purpose, and then being able to help others. And that is, that is true life. That's true humanness. Mm. Where did you discover your purpose? Is there a particular story? Like, was it a moment for you? What actually happened that made you realize this was in fact your purpose? There's a few in my life, Jay. And those are always those moments that can be very shocking. That could, can be scary. They can be challenging. They can be um, empowering. It's like the light bulb goes off. Um, one was when I was very young, I walked through some challenges, you know, just, that just occurred. <laughs> I had a beautiful, loving family. And so that I was always so grateful. But when you're young, you handle things in a very interesting way. And there was one moment in particular, I remember something kind of shocking happening. And naturally, what I did to this day, I still reflect upon. And what I did is I sat down and I closed my eyes and I knew of meditation, but it's not something that I necessarily practice all the time at the age of nine in this manner. And I connected, you know, I, I felt something, something greater than my own self, you know, and, and that was uh, definitely one of the moments that I realized there's, I am a part of this huge universe. This, I was a microcosm of this macrocosm and I fit in and there's some reason I'm here. So that was one of the moments. And then, you know, in my early adulthood, so around 1920, it was another huge moment where it really was medicine that kind of hit me. That was certainly what I've been focused on for the last 20 years of my life, where I realized, you know what? I have been, how fortunate am I to be in this lineage and to have this knowledge? And that's why, as you said, custodian, I think is a, a good word or guardian, you know, of these formulas and passed down. It was my choice. It's not like my lineage said to me, Janelle, this is what you're going to do. But I had this moment where I realized I have to share these things. And that was my purpose because so many people didn't understand what this medicine, this wellness, this way of life can do for us. And then the third one I can think of, I love thinking in threes, right? Heaven, earth, human, <laughs> head, stomach, feet. That's the cool. third one was when I um, lost my father at the age of 33. So just over six years ago now. And that was profound. I mean, that was the biggest nightmare I could ever imagine. And I walk through it and something happens when you walk through one of the, if not the biggest nightmare <laughs> that you pictured, <laughs> you know? And so those are, those are three moments that I can say. I knew my purpose. There's more to it than just this moment in time. 
Thank you for sharing all, all three. And, and the last one I know wouldn't have been easy to actually journey through. You know, mm. I remember the times when I lost my grandfather, my yes. grandmother, my grandfather and I were like, were like this, we're like really, yes. really close. He was my hero, my biggest mentor, all that sort of stuff. So when I lost him, I was just like, what's the point anymore? What's going on here? But I realize now that he's, he's never left really. He's always, he's always been there. So it's kind of helped me with living within my purpose of helping others realize their worth and reach their full potential, which I've always found a very interesting phenomenon, how someone, even in death, there is beauty in that. Mm. It's just so poetic. (laughs) Um, So I I wanted to say thank you for for sharing that, that powerful truth. And I'm curious, like you, you did mention as well for the second one that you got your ancestors have passed on all this medicine, this wisdom, this truth. Did you feel or do you feel currently today a lot of pressure to pass that on to other people? That's such a funny question because I have heard so many times in my life, oh, Janelle, you put the world on your shoulders. And, you know, for so long, Jay, I felt like I had to mm, say otherwise. No, no, I'm fine. I don't feel that way. But the truth is, a few years ago, whenever that might be, I thought, Yes, I do. I put the world on my shoulders <laughs> in this sense. And you know what? That's okay with me. And I feel like that's part of why I'm here. And that means a lot to me. And I, it's my choice. Like I said, it's my choice at the end of the day. And that's the very foundation of everything as a human being. You always have a choice. And to me, yes, I come from this whole line, a lineage. When I even say that word, what that means to me is so sacred. Yeah. You know, I feel it. Uh, it's not in my mind. It's in my heart. And when you're driven by a purpose such as that, where I know my ancestors, including my father, dedicated their lives to understanding the human condition, their entire lives to understanding this. And and it has been passed down for thousands of years, centuries, hundreds of years, thousands of years. I mean, this goes back so far. My lineage is a word, but so far. And so when you know that you have come in contact with that, and then you make the choice and the decision to follow that in some way, shape or form. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's something I could never... I suppose I could, but I have chosen never to stray from it is my mission to share it in the best way possible. And I'm the first woman in my lineage, you know, and probably one of the youngest and and definitely one of the first, in my knowledge, to share it in such a big way, bridging East, West. I think that's how I was born, East and West, you know, a Korean father, an American mother. It's just, it was in the stars, I suppose. And it's my job to make it come to fruition. <laughs> I think that is a special honor to really carry on. Yeah. And yes. Especially the fact that you said that you're the first woman in the lineage to pass it on. Have you found that when you are sharing it to people or to different cultures and that, do you find that it's been well received more today? You know, Jay, I feel like (laughs) I've always felt like it's well received. And again, I think sometimes people might think this is very funny or strange (laughs) because I'm sure in the circumstance, it may not have always been that way, but it has always been my deep belief and feeling that we're all human right? We all are searching for the same thing. And there have definitely been times, for example, a really just black and white one, you know, when I started in the beauty industry, because that's kind of how I started manufacturing labs and everything I was studying, I thought I'd have clinics. And when I started, because life kept pushing me down this direction, making formulas, and even in the beauty industry, people would say, oh, Janelle, this is really nice, but people aren't going to understand Asian, you shouldn't really do that. You know, and I would smile. And sure, in that moment, I could let that bother me. But I knew deep down, Jay, just like it's been passed down for so many centuries, that people needed this. It didn't matter what 
anyone else thought. It didn't even matter what I thought. I had to do this, <laughs> you know, and so it doesn't bother me. In fact, sometimes I look back and I'm sure this is not the first time you've heard this from people who have achieved some kind of milestones. I have so many more to achieve, but I'm grateful for every moment that someone tried to say, I don't think that's going to work because what that taught me was I had to find another way. I had to move with the Tao. I had to find a better way to make sure that it resonates. You know, that's my job. So what, what have been some like challenges that you've faced that's sort of given you a renewed perspective on, on your life and what you're actually doing currently? Goodness. Um, specific challenges, you know, I would say that sometimes more in general, it's when you, and it's actually a principle I follow. We have to first know ourselves and then we have to know where we're going, right? See where you're standing and know where your destination is. And I have found that sometimes the challenge lies in the moment when you see that destination and you think you're supposed to go this way and something keeps blocking you, right? And there's moments where you keep trying to push through and, and sometimes that's the correct thing to do a bit. But usually, you know, as I walk through life and more experience, when you keep hitting that block, it's very important to utilize living meditation, to take a pause, to relook at the situation, change your perspective. So those are the challenges more in general. And, and I'm sure I know I've walked through quite a few, but how funny, because I don't even right now, when you ask me that, Jay, I, I'd probably have to sit here for some time to think of exact specifics, because to me now in my mind's eye, <laughs> in my heart, they're no longer, they weren't challenges anymore because at the moment it felt that way, but I was able to shift or chose to shift, change my perspective, change my way. And that is exactly why I'm sitting here with you today. Had I done everything the way I had set out to in the, in the way that I thought it was supposed to be and gotten stuck there, I certainly would not be. I've written a book. I certainly cannot imagine I would have had a manufacturing lab, you know, sharing herbal formulas. It wouldn't, it wouldn't work. It's an amazing journey, right? Like I, I say, I often equate it to like life being a living roller coaster ride. You got the yes. steep slopes, the quick turns, jagged edges. You know, sometimes you go up, sometimes you go down. Sometimes people yes. go down for a lot longer than other people, and that's yes. okay. But I say, strap yourself in because it's going to be one hell of a bumpy ride, but yes. it's going to be one hell of a great ride. So enjoy yes. yourself along the along the way. Um, and that's, I think that's really the beauty of life, to be honest with you. Like sometimes you don't know where you're going, but that's, that's the best part. And I think you formulate all these tools from those challenges that do come along, along the way that are unexpected or some that you, you push in front of yourself and some are your own fault at the same time. So I think that all helps moving, yes. moving through life. And I, I like how your your work, you're touching on an important aspect of living meditation mm -hmm. and how that helps someone move through life in the best way possible. So I wanted to ask you, speaking about your, your new book at the moment, Myung Sung, what does that actually mean? What does Myung Sung mean first? Myung Sung is translated, one of the translations in the Korean language is meditation. Yeah. So there you go. Okay. So the Korean art of living meditation. Why did you want to write this book in the first place? What inspired you to write it? So I speak of the three pillars or now I speak of them as the three M's because it has a certain ring to it, right? Let's be honest. <laughs> and that's meditation, medicine, and movement. And it is my deep belief 
as has been passed down for centuries by our great sages and masters and teachers, that if we are able to have balance and find good habits and have discipline and move through life utilizing meditation, in this case, I speak of living meditation, which is philosophy of life, medicine, which I equate to and mean wellness, right? And movement, any kind of physical movement, to be honest, it's important because our mind, body, and spirit connect. So if we have these three pillars and we know how to create certain habits throughout our day, right? Throughout every single moment as a mother, as a business owner, as a partner, as a friend, as a daughter, sister, you name it. If we're able to incorporate these things every moment, that is how we can achieve everything we wish to achieve. I started by saying, I believe true success is reaching our greatest potential, right? And we have the choice at the end of the day. And so living meditation to me embodies all of this. Uh, it's there's so many incredible practices. We could have days of conversation, Jay, and you speak to so many amazing people who share the paths that their tools, if you will, that work for them and work for so many other people and how wonderful that we even have platforms now to be able to share with each other. My point is, you know, to sit down and meditate. When we talk about meditation, usually we think about sitting down for 15 minutes, a couple hours, a couple days, maybe going to a monastery or a quiet place for years. My father went to the mountains at the age of seven for seven years. That was part of his meditation, but it doesn't have to stop there. That's the difference. You know, as a mom of two young boys who owns multiple companies, who cares deeply about my family, my community, you know, it's even hard for myself to sit down and find that kind of time. And that's where it started to hit me I have to think of what is that, what is the phrase? What is that, you know, kind of understanding that goes beyond that? Because I know it doesn't stop there. We all do to some extent. That's living meditation. To me, and I think to many others, meditation, why do we meditate? I ask you, Jay, why, why do you want to meditate? To you, at this moment at least, what does meditation mean? Meditation for me, like if I was to look at it in the context of my life every morning, like I get up fairly early meditation is going out in nature and reflecting on certain aspects of my life, deep thoughts. Um, it can be like a Bible verse that I'll, I'd be reading or a quote that someone has said, all those aspects. I think I'm, a, I'm usually a deep thinker. So I love having those, those thoughts that for me is true meditation mixed with exercise and kind of like it's, like what you were saying, mind, body, spirit, all in one encompassed. And it kind of revolves around a particular thought <laughs> that is circling around my brain, if that helps to answer your question. But that's what it really yes. looks like for me. It, I don't think it's, for me, I don't think it's sitting down, you know, crossing my legs, right. the fingers out, kind of like the Western, well, what we, we see in movies. I think it's just, for me, it's embodying all, all three aspects in one for movement, thinking, all that. So that would be the case for me. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. I, I really appreciate being able to ask people this question because I learn every single time, mm. you know, a different way of understanding, a different perspective. And certainly I don't always hear someone who, who automatically already understands this, this meditation in this way. Um, even myself, I had to sit down and think, what do I want to call this? And it is that combination. But what I'm hearing from you, and I, I feel the same way, is it's a reflection. You reflect upon yourself. You see yourself clearly. You become more aware. You connect, yeah. right? We connect with ourselves, our own spirit, and then to the world and the universe around us. And the beautiful thing is, yes, regardless of our beliefs, 
you know, there's something bigger than us. And then by doing so, we see ourselves that much more clearly and we see the circumstances that we're in more clearly. We have the choice at the end of the day, if we want to or not, if we want to come across a certain situation and react or respond, right? Let our emotions, emotions are, we feel them. There's nothing wrong with them, but do we let them mm, dictate how we're going to respond or react to, to something? And so I totally agree with you. And that's living meditation is taking a moment to pause, to, to take a moment and no one else has to know, you know, and to, to sit back for a second and see everything up from a greater perspective, to change your perspective. And when you change your perspective, whether you're walking in nature and see the way that the, the rivers are flowing, the tree grows and actually in the book, I, I, that's how I tell the stories of my father and how he learned from his master, how they are walking through nature and how much nature in and of itself, when we take that moment can teach us that is true meditation, connecting, reflecting, and then deciding how do I want to change certain things in my life or in this moment? So that's exactly what living meditation is uh, in the way I wish to share what does help I, me? I love it because <laughs> I love how you said that you, it's about a choice. Like I don't normally tell people that I do meditation because oftentimes right. they would start thinking about the monks and all that. Right. So I'm not saying that is wrong at all in right. the slightest, but my form of meditation would be different than someone else's. And that is completely fine. It's nowadays, I think the more people start talking about it and having conversations like we're doing today the better it is that we understand that meditation isn't just one thing. It's yes. different for each person. And I think that is, that is powerful. And I think if we were to learn the different forms, we can find what works yes. best for us. Absolutely. So I, I resonate with your version because it just works so well for me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm curious, like when you were writing this book, like, did you, what was the most vulnerable part for you to write the book? Cause I know writing a book is no easy thing yes. to do. <laughs> yes. Yes. This is the truth. <laughs> well, Jay, it's, it's a much longer process than, than one may think, yeah. you know, uh, you actually, I don't think I answered that completely because you kind of touched on this before, but what made me write this book. So for 20 years of my life, I focused on medicine, but underneath it all. And that's where I was saying, and we, now went into this beautiful conversation, but the three pillars, right? So medicine, meditation, and movement. And to me, meditation is that philosophy, the living meditation, the way of life. The philosophy of everything runs at the foundation of everything, medicine, movement, every part. And that is what this book is. It's a philosophy. It is the philosophy, if you will, hopefully in a way that resonates with a lot of people. I have definitely sat on it for a long time. It sometimes paralyzed me. Um, and it's not something I always share. This would definitely be one of the points of vulnerability that, that I certainly felt um, is when you have such powerful philosophy that has been passed down in a certain way. I wanted to be so careful not to put my own thoughts into it. It took a long time, you know, and then I realized it's okay because through sharing through thinking clearly to the best of my ability, that's the way I can get it across. But honestly, I sat down with my father for many years, at least 15, let's say, Jay, or maybe 10, because I'm including when he's <laughs> been away, interestingly, back to your conversation, they never go. <laughs> he's with me in some ways stronger now than ever. Mm, but for, let's say, let's say, uh, for the purpose of a timeline for about 10 years, I sat and I just wrote, you know, Jay, deep down, I knew one day I was going to lose my father. I just knew it. I knew I had a limited time. So I spent every moment that I possibly could with him during this period of time. And we would write and he would write and he'd tell me his stories. And so the book really goes back some time, 
you know, like I said, about 10 years, but that could go back to the, to the day I walked to this earth because my father had always shared those stories and the, and the, and the principles and the understanding right mm-hmm. now, when my father passed away about six years ago, interesting things happen for anyone who loses someone, especially your everything. Uh, you go through some interesting, <laughs> that's a whole other conversation. But one of the things that happened to me is I set my eyes on the things that I wanted to achieve in a very strong manner, <laughs> you know, almost uh, move myself through life at that moment. And one of the things was this book. Wow. And I had someone very close to me say, who understood this the book writing process, you know, Janelle, I have a feeling it might be a little soon. And I thought, no, I don't think so, but they were right. <laughs> and so I took a little bit more time. And the first thing that I wrote, which was actually right when I was ready to have my second son four years ago, maybe four and a half years ago, I sat down to start writing, to start putting something together, putting it all into one. And, um, and I had obviously written parts of what became the manuscript already with my father. And what I sat down to write was a letter to him. That's what came out naturally. And I actually put that in the beginning of the book into this. I just finished the audio book and reading that in all in full disclosure, it was not such an easy thing, <laughs> you I know? Um, so, so that's how it kind of began. That's how we are here right now. And that is certainly a wish of mine to just be able to share as much as possible in order to help even one person through any, any given moment in time that might be a little challenging. I feel like we're kindred spirits in many ways. I, I thought the same. <laughs> I know where <laughs> you were sharing. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting for me, like hearing your story and the journey that you've, you've gone through to get to this point. And I felt the same way. Like when I was writing my very first book, um, people would ask me, you know, you 24 at the time who's going to want to read this book you're too young all that sort of stuff but I knew in my heart of hearts that it was the right time and now that I'm 25 I know for a fact that it's the right time so you know within yourself that it is the right time and when it's not and if people do say to you hey look it's not the right time that's probably their opinion yes you yourself know and I know what you mean about like the vulnerable parts when you open up and you, you share some things that get you really, really emotional. It's not Mm. an easy thing to actually share it, but I appreciate you actually sharing those things in the book because it makes the book even stronger and more powerful to help people. So, and I'm very much like you, if it helps one person, then you've done it. Like (laughs) it's not about the millions as much as we would love that. It's about the one person because that one person can start a chain reaction later on down the track. So thank you for writing this book. Mm. You know, I mean, I think it's going to go absolutely crazy and I have a feeling about these things, (laughs) a weird, weird feeling, but I know where do you want people to get a copy of this book um, the most? So currently you can get it really anywhere you can buy books. So Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Penguin Random House on their website, um, uh, on my website, you can find links, you know, this is my first one. So it's an interesting path, but pretty much anywhere you search, you can look up my name in young Sung <laughs> or living meditation. If you don't know how to spell it, <laughs> right. Dr. Janelle Kim, and it should show up. And I would be grateful because I cannot wait to hear how people are going to resonate with it. What, what it means to them, because that, that is my greatest wish mm-hmm. to be honest. So yes. well, I'll make sure that everyone knows where to get a copy of it. Is it coming out in Australia too? 
Jay. Yes. I actually just saw the little, it's funny you ask just a couple of days ago, actually, I saw a Google alert come and it said penguin random house, Australia. And I thought, Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> so, so beautiful. <laughs> Even better. I love going into books, bookstores um, yes. and seeing some of my friends books on sale mm. there. I take photos of them. I get all crazy. Yes. And when people walk into the shop, I actually do something even funnier. Like they're standing there and I'd be like, grab the book and then put it over to them. Uh, the, I did it the other day, actually. There was someone that was uh, looking in, in one of the bookstores and I just happened to say, he's my friend or they're my friend. He's like, what? How? <laughs> and I'm like, I've got, I've got a podcast. I get to I get to interview them. You should buy the book. Trust me. It's a yes. great read. Yes, I've read a beautiful it. So thing. I would love to do that with your one. Yeah, that would be grateful. <laughs> I think that would be, be, be so cool. Um, and then we can take a photo. That'd be mad. That'd be yeah, I would <laughs> yeah. love that. I'm, I'm excited for you, uh, Janelle. I mean, I think it's going to be absolutely mm-hmm. awesome. I do have to ask you because I know your time is very, very limited, but appreciate you making the time today. Oh, my, my final pleasure. question for you mm. is my all-time favorite question. You kind of have a key in the book Yes. Regarding it. <laughs> so it's my all-time favorite question. It's a hypothetical one, but I want you to imagine with me for a moment that you've been able to reach the age of 100. All your mm-hmm. friends and your family have decided to put together a film for you of everything you've ever said and everything you've ever done. Don't ask me how in the world they got it all. We'll just we'll call it magic for sake of argument. They've been able to get it and show it to you on your hundredth birthday. What do you want that film to say and to show about your life? Mm-hmm. I would want that film to say and to show about my life. I see my kids. I see my community. I see the people I work with, my parents, my friends. And what I wish that they would say and see is that I was a good person. I was kind. And I truly left something behind on this earth before I leave that will have positively affected their lives and lives for so many generations to come. You know, I I often reflect upon you know, one day, maybe no one will remember my face. Maybe one day no one will remember my name, but it is my greatest wish to leave something behind on this, this earth and this life that will affect something in a positive way. So that, that would be my wish. Mm. Beautiful question. You say that in the acknowledgements, I believe, or part of that. I (laughs) I say it all the time, to be honest. It's a, it's it's a reminder for myself. So if that helps anybody, Mm. then that's beautiful. Yes. Well, it's a beautiful send-off message for people. <laughs> Dr. Kim, thank you so much for your time today, your story, your wisdom, your advice, everything that you're doing and putting out there into the world. I acknowledge it. I appreciate it. So thank you so much for your time today and for joining me on the Storybox podcast. Thank you so much, Jay. I'm really grateful for our time together. I really don't like this part because it means that sadly we have come to an end of yet another story. I just want to say thank you to all of you for tuning in and listening to our guest today. It is my prayer that you would have felt inspired, motivated, challenged in some way, and that you would have learned something new as well. If you would like to hear more amazing stories like this one, you can do so now by searching up the story box on all podcast platforms. It is that easy. And if you did get something from today's guest, please do share it around with your friend or family member who you feel could benefit from hearing today's story. 
And before you go, I greatly appreciate it if you could spend 30 seconds leaving a rating review over on Apple Podcasts. It goes a long way to reaching more people and building this community of the Storybox. Let's start changing lives through powerful stories like this one you heard today. Your support is always greatly appreciated. Until next time, when we dive back into the story box, I'm Jay Phantom, and don't forget, your story is worth more than you know. I'll catch you then.